This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 79. Well, hi, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Well, hello, Kelly. Hello, Brett. <laughs> Sorry. And you got to is... introduce yourself. We always get stuck here. <laughs> we do. My name is Brett Hurst. <laughs> and <laughs> we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage, hopefully, to the next level. That's by design. By design. By design. So today we have a tip of the day before we jump into the content of the episode. Sometimes we like to recommend a book or some sort of resource. And today I want to uh, recommend an older Marriage to the Max podcast episode. Mm, an encore presentation. An encore. Ooh, we're fancy. Episode number 31, which is titled Rituals. And if you have never listened to that one before, I recommend you go back and listen to that after today's episode, because I think it will complement it really well, and you'll see why when we get a little bit further into the episode. Sounds like a plan. Well, today's show Stan. is called Life Transitions. Life Transitions. And as of today, Brett and I are experiencing a mild, little sad life transition. We are? As of yeah, <laughs> You're so in touch with it. As of yesterday, we sent our grand puppy to live with his mommy out of state. So you're talking about our daughter's dog. Yes. yes. And he's been living with us for about six months. We have grown very attached to that precious little, sweet little, soft, fluffy face. Uh-huh. Somewhat. And now it feels like our third child has left home and left the nest. <laughs> kind of feels like that, but not really. I mean, it's hard to get used to when you've had that sweet little pal around yeah, for all he these was a good months. Dog. He was, Great but we dog. had to say goodbye. So, Left so fur all over the house. I know. We're going through a tiny little life transition. But on a more serious note, um, we are just five months past Hurricane Harvey that here hit the, here in Houston, that hit yeah. the Houston area, well, and more than the Houston area, yeah, but um, really did impact Houston. And we know dozens and dozens of friends and family members. In fact, our church uh, had about 150 families who were significantly, um, significantly impacted. Yeah. Most of them, of that 150 families, lost their homes completely. Many of them are still, five months later, waiting to get back and rebuilding their homes. They're still in apartments and living with family members, mm-hmm. and yeah. it'll still be a while. But So that was certainly a very traumatic life transition. Catastrophic. Absolutely. That yeah. those people did not ask for, mm-hmm. plan on, you know. So even though we thankfully were not personally affected by that, our house was fine. We, we have kind of lived vicariously through and had many, many conversations with people um, who've just, you know, their their life kind of turned upside down because mm-hmm. of this. And so yeah. here's what we know for sure, that all of us go through life stressors at some point. Whether it's a catastrophic life stressor or something not so severe, but it's mm-hmm. still something. We all go through things that we didn't plan to go through. Exactly. And some of them are good, some of them are bad, but no one gets to skate through life 
without being impacted by certain transitions. And so for the benefit of married couples and the conversation that we have here on Marriage to the Max, the question is, how do we stay engaged and connected to each other when we're going through stressful transitions? How do we stay on the same team mm-hmm. and not allow the relationship to take the brunt of and or the carry the weight of everything that we're going through of the stress exactly in other words how do we keep stress from winning the day exactly that's a good way of putting well, it thank you. excellent way every so, once in a while so first i want to talk about something before we actually jump into the best practices that i think will encourage some uh, people um, i want to talk about a very well known list there's something called the holmes and ray scale hmm. i think it's been around for 50 years or close to that and it lists the top most stressful things that an adult can go through and even as it lists those things it, it assigns them kind of a point value mm-hmm. to, to see how you're doing mm-hmm. on a scale. Yeah. And I don't know how many total there are, but a lot of people talk about the top 10 because mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're kind of very well known. So I'll list them here just so that we can kind of have a context. And these go from the most stressful to the least stressful, but these are just the top 10. According to this scale. According to this scale. Yeah. So number one would be death of a spouse. Mm-hmm. Number two, divorce. Then you have marital separation, imprisonment death of a close family member, personal injury or illness, mm-hmm. getting married, dismissal from work, marriage reconciliation, and then retirement. Again, these are just the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I noticed when I was looking over this list is that of these top 10 stressors, five of them are related to marriage. Mm-hmm. In fact, the top three are all related somehow to marriage. And what that says to me is that if your marriage is thriving and healthy, most likely the rest of your life is going to be positively impacted because mm-hmm. of that. I feel like your marriage relationship is kind of, if you're married, mm-hmm. the, your marriage relationship is kind of the core of you know a lot of what goes on in the rest of your world. We're also saying that marriage brings with it a tremendous amount of stress. Yes, it can. Right. Um, the other side is true. If your marriage is going sour, if it's not healthy, uh, I feel like, and, and even in, in businesses and, and the corporate world, they've discovered through the years that when people are having marital problems, mm. their job performance suffers, yep. there's more absenteeism. It, it really affects the marketplace yep. even. And I wish more corporations would lean into that reality more, you know, it would help their bottom line, but it would also help what we're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. The other thing I noticed on this top 10 list and and beyond is that not everything on this list is a negative situation. Right. So getting married, that's a joyous occasion. Mm -hmm. Retiring, Mm -hmm. that's a thing that people wait most of their lives to do. Mm -hmm. These can be incredibly good things, but they can still be stressful. Mm -hmm. And so, Brett, you and I years ago heard a physician say, and we've never forgotten this, that the body doesn't really know the difference between good stress and bad stress. Good stress, bad stress, your body doesn't know the difference. Right. And so a wonderful thing like having a baby can still affect the body in a negative way Mm -hmm. because it's a huge adjustment. Mm -hmm. It's a life change. It changes the whole dynamic of the family, obviously. For sure. And so you could say the same thing for starting a business or getting a promotion at work or moving to to a new city or buying a new house, stress is not inherently negative. So all those things you just listed, you were talking about starting a business, getting promoted, Mm -hmm. uh, moving. Those may be things that maybe you've even been allowed to plan for for months or years or Mm -hmm. something. Look forward to. Exactly. Something you look forward to 
Nevertheless, it still brings stress for when, sure when it actually happens. Yeah. So let's look at some ways that we might be able to meet each other's needs and create space for affection and intimacy, even when you're going through a stressful life transition. So the first thing okay. that I think probably is gets the most dismissed or maybe just puts on the back burner is carving out couple time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when transition disrupts your routine Mm -hmm. and your regular way of doing things, the first thing to go, I think, is couple time, or at least that's that's our experience, and it's what we hear from other couples. We hear it all the time. Yeah, that it's it's virtually every day. That it's expendable. That your couple time can go on the back burner because you got to go to work, Uh you got to take care of the kids, you've got to run errands and do household chores Mm -hmm. and all the stuff, or deal with whatever the stressor is. Right. You kind of have a you kind of adopt a all hands on deck kind of mentality. So. We're going to get into emergency mode to adapt to the stressful situation. Mm-hmm. And what often happens is after a couple has walked through kind of survival mode, say a Hurricane Harvey or cancer treatments or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they once the, the stressor has passed, they look at each other and realize, oh my gosh, you know, we don't have anything left because we didn't cultivate mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. through that time. And so couple time can seem like a luxury, but we really feel like that's probably the core of making sure that your relationship doesn't take the beating mm-hmm. of everything that's going on. So we try to talk about, you know, making sure you're sitting face to face, eye to eye, regularly mm-hmm. having real conversation, not just daily grind conversation, mm-hmm. you know, the kids and the bills and the whatever. Um, don't forget to have your date experiences, mm-hmm. you know, get out of the house Um Give yourself a change of scenery. Right. Um, that that can really help you stay connected, and it doesn't even have to be because a lot for a lot of people, their stressful time is they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they have lost a job or uh, gone, they're filing for bankruptcy or something. They can't afford to do something uh, expensive at all. Exactly, and right. so that's when we say, do something you would do anyway. Go mm-hmm. to the gym together or mm-hmm. run errands together and take a walk. Yeah, whatever. I mean, the other day you and I, Brett, we went and had a burger and a bowl at. A restaurant and um, burger in a bowl. Burger in a bowl. That, <laughs> that was, was a new, new yeah, <laughs> concept for us. Yeah. But we were there, and while we were uh, at dinner on the on the radio, came a couple of ABBA songs mm-hmm. that we had not heard in years. And so we got in the car, and thanks to the internet <laughs> and thanks to iTunes, we had some of those songs on your phone, mm-hmm. and we just drove around in the freezing cold um, and listened to these favorite ABBA songs, and like turned the radio up really loud and. It was so much fun. But I mean, that didn't cost a thing, right. you know? And so you can you can get a little creative. I mean, we've talked about this in past episodes. We talk about it all the time. Just have fun doing your normal thing, mm-hmm. but get yourself out of that little rut, out of that little boring routine and cultivate each other. Right. Because it can really, you can take a beating. Yeah. And I think, and we've talked about this for years, but if that is already part of your routine, mm-hmm. then it's... You're you're more likely to do that when stress comes. Right. When stress comes and it comes and it comes and right. it comes. Right. But if this is something that's built into your DNA, so to speak, then very few things are going to disrupt that. Uh, yeah. Pattern. Right. So the next thing we talk about is acknowledging the stress. 
you know, me, I'm not stressed. Yeah, you're not stressed. I don't stress. You know, honestly, it baffles my mind, but there are actually people who really have a hard time admitting that they are stressed. Who, me? I don't get that. I don't get that because I'm like the first person to go, I'm stressed. Like, (laughs) I, you know, I just like scream it out from the mountaintop. But there are people who that's a real stigma for them to Mm -hmm. say that something is stressful or that they're being affected. By by stress, and so I don't know what you're talking about. We just talk about um, we tell couples, you know, to say it out loud. That even if it's something good that you're going through, you know, be able to say what is so and go. You know, this is a great blessing for us. But I'll tell you, I'm having a hard time adjusting, or mm-hmm. you know, the transition just feels wonky, and I don't really know what to do with myself and whatever. I remember a couple that you and I worked with a while back, and the the husband had gotten this fantastic promotion at work. He had been planning on it for like mm-hmm. five or 10 years. Something you've been looking forward to. Yeah, finally got it. It was a huge pay increase. But along with that job was a lot more travel, a lot of more work hours, some things that he just kind of really, I guess, maybe didn't anticipate. And they were sitting on our couch and we were talking because they were in total stress meltdown mode about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, I don't feel like I have the right to call this a stressful situation because it's something I've wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge blessing for our family financially. And we were like, hey, it can be a good thing. Yeah. But let's he was call misunderstanding that fact that stress brings both good yeah. and bad things. Yeah. And so like we were going, it's just a new normal. It's just mm-hmm. learning how to deal with what's going on. But you can call a good thing you know, stress and acknowledge mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, it's a good example. So we also talk about taking turns giving and receiving love to each other because people react, partners react to st- the stress of transition differently. Mm-hmm. And so for some people, they may kind of withdraw and want to be, you know, quiet and isolated. Mm-hmm. For others, they may want to act like it's not happening, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So this can be an opportunity for you to practice speaking each other's love languages. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you haven't, if you don't know what love languages are, I think we have an old episode yeah, about it. Sure We've referenced we it many, Several. many times. Yeah. Um, but that can be a quick and easy way to just sort of get your mind off of your own stress even, mm-hmm. you know, because they say that people who volunteer and help others have a, a like lower levels of stress mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's because you're giving yourself a break from thinking about your own stuff. Well, also it's because we were created to help one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And so this can really bring some relief and you're also meeting a love need for your spouse mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what they need to. Yeah, that's good. We also talk about practicing self-care and this is one, I, I don't know, I can kind of maybe imagine some of our listeners going, are you kidding me? I am in a super stressful situation right now. Where in the world am I supposed to find time for <laughs> self-care? And, and I get of, it. But that's kind of ironic because if you don't do self-care all the time, but particularly when you're in a stressful situation, mm-hmm. then, then that uh, the result is that that stressful situation is, is going to last. Eat you alive. Yeah, it's going to yeah. last a lot longer than you wanted it to. I mean, we talk about a lot about, you know, when you put yourself last on the list and, and you do that habitually, you know, you're either going to get sick or you're going to be incredibly unhappy or burned out. Then what good are you exactly. to your spouse and your family? It, and it's just people? it's the worst way to manage stress. So we talk about just finding a little bit of time to do something that feeds your soul. There's your phrase. Feed, feed your, your soul. soul. Yeah. I love it. That's actually my mantra for 2018. I love to, that phrase. To feed your soul. Yes, and I have been feeding my soul, and it's been great. <laughs> um, but when we're stressed, our time gets consumed, and usually when we finally do have time to chill, we just kind of collapse on the sofa and like veg out to TV. And I'm not going to judge TV. I love TV. I have my favorite TV shows. 
you can even have a life-giving, mindful experience watching TV. Maybe not The Bachelor, but you can, um, you know, so I'm not anti-TV, but what I'm saying is, if that's not life-giving for you, find something that is, that brings real joy to you. My favorite thing as far as just treating myself to some self-care is a hot bubble bath. I mean, that doesn't cost a dime, and it's just so great. I mean, you you feel good. You feel energized and even relaxed. I love going to get a foot massage. That does cost a dime, but it's worth it. It's a few dimes. (laughs) Brett, one of your favorite things to relieve stress is going into our music room and playing the drums. Yeah. Because I think that's, that's a physical release for you, but it also like you're smiling from ear to ear when you give yourself that space. I just don't do it to often go do enough. that. I know, got to feed your soul. So it can be anything: gardening, you know, uh, painting, reading a great book, doing arts and crafts, listening to great music that you love. I mean, there's just all kinds of ways that don't cost any money at all. Um, I, I just am convinced the older I get. Every year, I'm more convinced that good self-care is what equips us to be better for other people. Well, and since you brought all this up, I think in you know just last several weeks again, we have shared a lot of time together in the Word and studying uh, mm-hmm. the nature of God and who He really is and who we are because of the work Christ accomplished for us. You mm-hmm. know, man, that's good soul care. Yeah, for and, sure. I mean, that definitely grounds us and mm-hmm. keeps us. Um, keeps everything in the right perspective. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I, I love some of the new rituals we've uh, brought into the the our daily stuff. And even old ones we've renewed. Exactly. Yeah. And which brings us to the next point, which is to create rituals. And this is why I recommended episode uh, the episode on rituals uh, earlier in the uh, show today, um, to make sure that you are making your connection points count. For most couples, The three most important connection points are when you part at the beginning of the day, uh, when you reunite at the end of the day, and when you say goodnight, you know, and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. If you can kiss, embrace, say I love you in these moments, it really can serve as a quick dose of intimacy when you don't have time for much else. Okay, so I'm taking notes. More kissing. Yes, that's always your note. More (laughs) kissing and more sex. (laughs) Are you putting me down? No, I'm just, I'm <laughs> saying what is so. Um, so I remember a couple of years ago, Brett, I was trying to make you feel special when you got home from work. And so for a, for a while, I did this little <laughs> cheerleading routine when you would walk in the door. Yeah, that was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, give me a B, give me an R, like I do this thing. But it always made you smile. It, you thought it was it cute. It made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean. You were trying. Yes, but that was a connection point and I was making it count. Yes. No, yes. seriously, it was really cute. Okay. Well, the next thing we uh, want to encourage is just to get support. A really common theme that we heard from people as we were having Hurricane Harvey conversations in all of the aftermath of that is how many people said they would not have made it through without their church home and their community. And we just say, Or even Amen. the help of total strangers. Uh, totally. That, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Their community even. Mm-hmm. Like when we are stressed, our instinct is can be to withdraw and become isolated. But we just want to encourage you to reach out to other people. You need an empathetic ear. You need a shoulder to lean on. 
there's someone who may even know of resources that you don't know mm-hmm, about, right? And you won't know until you reach out to those. There's a people. whole big world out there. Absolutely, we've got to have support with each other. We also talk about taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, probably during times of stress more than any other, it's most important to make sure you're eating right and getting some exercise. Stay active. Yeah, Brett, you and I have been doing the whole thirty diet this month, and yes, we have. I cannot get over how much more. I have to give when I feel good. When your energy level is higher. Yeah. And I didn't even realize how bad I felt Mm -hmm. until I started to feel good again. Mm -hmm. So even if all you have time for is a 10-minute brisk walk, Mm -hmm. go out and do it. Get Mm -hmm. get out of your routine and your rut. That can just be a real lift for you. And, And even little things like that throughout the day or the week can be tremendously helpful. Totally agree. And then lastly, and again, this is not any kind of exhaustive list, but we want to talk about just being quick to forgive when you are going through stressful times. You, as a couple, you might find yourselves way more irritable during seasons of transition. You might snap at each other when you normally wouldn't. You might say things that you regret later on. And it's almost always because of frustration and fatigue mm-hmm. or both, right. you know, combination. So cut yourself some slack and give your spouse some grace. Mm-hmm. Because for my money, forgiveness is a lot simpler when I know that my partner's acting out of character for mm-hmm. them. You know, like, Brett, if you've had a really stressful day at work and you come home and you're a little bit snippy, mm-hmm. and I know about your f- stressful day at work, right. I'm a lot more compassionate around that than if... If you, if you know what brought that on exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Well, that goes back to making sure you're communicating with mm-hmm. each other so that you know the story behind the story. But you're bringing up a great point is that it's good to frequently communicate that these moments happen. Yes, and uh, have those moments of communication when they're not happening, mm-hmm. so that when they do happen, you're going, "Oh yeah, that's it's what's happening. going on." Exactly. exactly. Right. So uh, John Gottman calls this the repair attempt. Is like at our house when we need an repair attempt, it usually shows up in the form of the restart button. Mm-hmm. So if one of us says something or you know snippy or we react in a way that's not our normal way, the other person might go, "You want to hit the restart button?" Would you like to try that again? Yeah, would you like to try that again? We did that with our kids when they were teenagers too, when they were a little sassy and saucy. <laughs> uh, we'd go, "You want to try again?" And they'd go, oh, "Okay, I meant to say da 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 da," you right. know. And that's a good thing because we all need a little second chance. That's a little moment of grace where we're not beating each other up and we're really, you know, the thing about a repair attempt though is you've got to make sure if you're the person being offended that you that you offer that grace back. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's not a successful repair attempt. Good point. Um, but to forgive quickly. So, you know, bottom line is life transitions are can just be like waves that can just overwhelm even the strongest relationship. And they just keep coming. They do. Life keeps happening. And there are seasons where it seems like they're coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll test your relationship and it can feel like your marriage is starting to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just say, don't be discouraged. It might just take a little bit of focus and intentionality to just keep things staying afloat. And again, this is why it's so good to be tethered to God because He doesn't shift. That's and exactly He doesn't right. change. And He doesn't get affected by 
stress. Uh, he's over all of that. So. And as you always say, Brett, let God do the heavy lifting mm-hmm. in your relationship because we're not really equipped to do that. Right. Well, that's great. So if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. You sound so bubbly. You sound like you've relieved all your stress. <laughs> and we also hope that you'll follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or question you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, Podcast, send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org and we will do our best to get it on the air. We also hope that you'll share the love by rating this podcast on iTunes. This really helps us to have more visibility in the marriage podcast world. So thanks so much for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all. Bye.